Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Barstool Music Safe Space Podcast. Yes, and welcome back to another Safe Space episode. It's me, Luke Knowles, and I am once again joined by another amazing unsigned and independent artist for this week's in-depth chat about the sort of background in music. Last week, I had a brilliant conversation with Conscious Root. It was great kind of diving into sort of what music meant for him. And what I love about these Safe Space podcasts is not only is it a great way of getting to know these unsigned and independent artists even more, uh, which I love to do anyway, but it's also great in the just the different ways the conversations can go. Like it, it's sometimes it's just a great laugh. Sometimes we go deep, philosophical. It's just amazing um, to sort of get to grips with these artists' minds and see what influences their music uh, truthfully and honestly. Hence why it's called Safe Space. But yeah, so this week I am joined by a brilliant artist based right here in Birmingham, where I am. And she is called Latifa. She's a great pop artist. She re- released a couple of singles this year. She released High On You and Losing You, both brilliant pieces of pop music, a little bit of K-pop inspiration in there. And so when I sort of got together and started picking the artists to come on this podcast I thought it'd be great to kind of get to know her because she's lived quite a fulfilling life so far and she's still got many more great singles in her so I managed to catch up with her um, just before Christmas and we had a good chat about her sort of inspiration uh, sort of growing up outside the UK what it's been like moving back into England for her and sort of ups and downs of her musical journey so far Um, so before we get stuck into that here is just a quick spin of losing you. So now that you've heard a little sneak peek of what she can do, without further ado, here comes my interview with Latifa. Hello Latifa, it's nice to finally meet you after listening to your great songs. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome today, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, I'm good too, yeah. So um, it's kind of, you've released two tracks so far this year, I believe. Yes, um, that's and a correct. a couple of remixes. Um, how, has it, how has it kind of gone for you this year as it comes to things like coming out of lockdown, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, it's, it's been really good. I think over lockdown I was primarily recording from home. Yeah. So I had my little studio set up at home, but now I'm back to in-person studio sessions. So that's been quite refreshing. Yeah. I'm getting to to see my producers again, um, see my sound engineers again, and just you know get back into songwriting with other people. It's all been really good. I'm I've, I'm quite happy with my progress. Um, with my two two singles. Um, yeah. That have gone. Um, I think the reaction I got was pretty good. So I'm quite yeah. quite happy with myself so far. <laughs> No, brilliant, and it, and it sounds like you you genuinely do sound chuffed, like with um, what's going on. Because obviously, this is kind of like a, a not so much a, a comeback, but it's like a re reworking of your sound kind of thing, from what I could gather. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think I think this year I did a bit of um, self discovery when it comes to my sound and my art. Yeah, I don't think I'm hundred percent there yet with with who I am as an artist. I think I'm still like in the process of figuring out, you know the the sound that I actually want and I've yeah. done like a very pop 
dance track and then I've done a very like ballad kind of track and there's two different sides of me yeah. and it might be because I'm a Gemini who knows like yeah. <laughs> it's got two sides to me but yeah. yeah but I just I just wanted to express those two sides and and you just put songs out that really um really expressed who I who I am as an artist yeah and and I have a, a lot a lot more songs that I'm going to release next year yeah and um, more more energetic pumped up songs because I think that's definitely more me yeah have a bit of a sad side to me that comes up a bit here and there which is why losing you was out yeah but yeah but a lot more energetic ones coming out soon oh so good so these sort of two singles sort of this year was kind of you testing the water to really make the yeah. push next year and kind of really go for it 100 percent. yeah yeah oh no that's great and sort of like to go back sort of how did your sort of first venture into music come about was it something you started at an early age was it something that came on quite later on in your teenage years kind of thing so yeah I was I was always interested in music I started singing when I was six years old as far as I can remember I was uh, I used to love singing Britney Spears songs yeah this was when I was in Singapore and I used to just like belt them out like in in, in the house when I was out in public I would just literally just randomly sing Aww. and my and my sister would be like shut up Latifa you sound like a sheep and I was like mm, I'm pretty sure I sound good I was always confident in my voice that was one yeah. thing about me and then um I used to perform at school like primary school I used to sing on stage all the time and I would do these singing competitions at school and I would like always win first prize and that made me more confident yeah in, like my singing abilities and then I was also in drama club like theater and I was performing so from since I was like eight or nine I was on stage all the time I was always uh, performing yes yeah, so I, I kind of developed that love for for performing and being yeah. on stage from a young age and um, and then when I was in my teens, I actually started a YouTube channel. Like I did quite well with it. I got like okay. a few hundred thousand views for some of my cover songs. Yeah. And and then I actually went, um, I auditioned for The X Factor when I was 18. Yeah. And you know what? I didn't get through to the judges round. And like, you know how they have a couple of producer rounds at the beginning? Yeah. I got through those, but I didn't get the final call to get to the judges. Uh, yeah. And I was really upset and I was mm. so devastated. And I thought, oh my gosh, my dream to become this pop star is gone. And I, it would never, like, somehow I convinced myself that it would never happen. And I just stopped music completely at 18. So it was quite a big kind of, because obviously it sounds like you did quite well. And it was, it was all going really positive, but that was kind of like your first sort of, major like major sort of like fence in the road kind of thing yeah like to me it was like a failure and unfortunately I just guys basically kind of maybe succumbed to it I just thought oh my gosh it would never happen I I wanted to go out to pubs and bars and sing you know um but at that time I just I just moved to England so I was probably about a few months in and I was really like really nervous about my surroundings and I I wasn't really confident in the culture and the country like I was very new to the UK yeah I came from Singapore and I just felt like ah, if I go out and sing at bars what people think like I don't know how, like how do British people think like I was still yeah. so confused and so I never did it and I stopped music for about like six years oh, no. until I was about 24 yeah that my love for music never died like I was always singing in my room I was always you know playing my instruments writing songs never actually died yeah but there was always that anxiety of putting yourself out there again kind of thing 100 percent. and then i and then when i was 24 i was like i'm just going to give it another shot and then three years later i'm here yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> oh no, it's 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 nice to hear that you found that confidence again. And like, what what sort of triggered you to think? Do you know what I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do this again? Was there a particular event circumstance, or was it just you woke up one morning and was like, do you know what, enough is enough. I'm not gonna let anxiety rule me anymore. Yeah. So actually, it was because of my um my <laughs> can I swear? I'm just a bit nervous this time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right my shitty boss at work uh, you know i was i was at work one day and he yelled at me mm. for for this um story that i because I, I was working in a newsroom he yelled at me yeah. he was like he, he, you know this story is shit blah 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 and i was like oh my gosh i'm not gonna be yelled at and shouted at I, and then i just looked on google found a vocal coach and yeah. I was like, i'm gonna start my music journey right now i'm not gonna be told what to do i want to be my own like boss i want to like dictate yeah. my life i can't be working in like a nine to five office job forever and that's yeah. kind of what triggered me to just go for it uh, so so it was literally like look, you know, I'm, not, I'm not dealing with this anymore like I've, I've yeah it was like it was just rage it was like i did yeah. it in like a bit of rage I was like, i'm not gonna feel this anymore and search google found my book found a vocal coach and he's like the best vocal coach ever like yeah he not only helped me with my vocals but he just guided me in the music industry and gave me so much encouragement so oh, much advice yeah. it really helped and i and i think thanks to him really i've really pushed myself really from the beginning when no one yeah. really believed in me like people were a bit quite doubtful mm. like oh you're doing music at 24 like oh like you know but then <laughs> but yeah it's it, it's it's um yeah he's he's been super supportive yeah oh no that's that's great that you managed to find that and even though sort of it was that sort of like angry fine i'm gonna do this it's great that it's worked out um, so well for you at the moment because obviously you with TikTok and things like that you're quite prolific on there too so is it, are, the, are those the kinds of things that are really helping you to rebuild that sort of lost confidence and just yeah. really put yourself out there a bit more yeah absolutely like um I actually started TikTok during lockdown yeah so a friend of mine was like are you on TikTok? I was like, no, what's that? And she's like, oh, you have to get on it. You have to get, you're going to be so TikTok famous when you're on it. I'm like, no, I'm not going to be TikTok famous yeah. away. And I just started um, yeah, experimenting with it, doing some songs, covers. And yeah, it's it's actually such a good way to um, connect with 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 the others and, and gain new fans from yeah. across the world. It's uh, incredible. And um, and it did really help rebuild my confidence as well in my music because I was, I was kind of you know amping up my music at that time, and then lockdown hit. I was already going for gigs, and a lot of things were yeah. happening. Boom, lockdown. So that TikTok was my kind of outlet for me to, to you know, show my new music, yeah. do some covers, you know, and people just complimented me on my voice, and it was, and people were really supportive, and they followed me on Instagram and things like that. And yeah, and from from TikTok, I've managed to gain a really like strong um group of of followers and they're about yeah. like 40 40 people who are just really like supportive and yeah i call them the i call them the tiffinators because oh. um i gave them that name <laughs> tiffinators yeah uh, and, and yeah and they're so cute they they do like they do fan art from for me they send yeah. me like positive messages and they're the best and they're like literally mostly from tiktok oh no it's not it's, it's great that you've sort of managed because i know sometimes sort of media things like that for people who do music and all sort of can be quite terrifying putting yourself out there to the entire world basically so it's nice that it's kind of worked out well that you've got this that you've found the tiffinators kind of thing that can help you sort of keep that confidence up because i'm guessing there are some times when there's maybe not so 
positive things coming in and it can be a bit difficult sometimes absolutely absolutely yeah. oh, it's always great to have you know the, 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 that group of supporters like always with me all the time and and i swear they send me the most amazing messages and i oh, sorry, and i screenshot them yeah i screenshot them and and i and i paste them actually like on my computer or on the wall just to have those like words of encouragement yeah yeah and it's just like yeah they're just they're just awesome they're they're mainly like from the uk but but we have like people from all over the world on there like people okay. from india people from brazil and people from japan people even yeah. from barbados are on in that group so i'm trying to really build that community yeah and really, like expand that and you know i really make content for them yeah because um, i think it's so important for music to reach um, people and and rather than focus on those followers and those numbers I, I really like focusing on my audience yeah connecting with them with my music it's a great way of, of looking at it because sometimes you can get lost in follows like I, I do it myself like with the thing that I do like supporting thing I think like if it doesn't get as much I think oh god what can I do to make it better but then you you got to sometimes step back from all of that and think well the people who it's aimed at are listening they're they're enjoying it so stop worrying about everyone else kind of thing yeah absolutely i think yeah. sometimes sometimes we can get a bit you know into the numbers and yeah. it becomes social media and spotify as well it just becomes like a numbers game and i think as an artist for me i don't want to lose track of my art and why why i create music and why i do what i do yeah and if i'm too obsessed with the followers i feel like i lose my authenticity so i try not to obviously you need to kind of focus a bit on the metrics so I try not to get too yeah. carried away by it. Yeah, yeah. Try not, try not to let it swamp your creativity yeah. and yeah. sort of like what makes your music yours, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How how have you kind of settled into the UK now? Because obviously you're living in Birmingham now. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. living in Birmingham. Yeah. So I I I came to the UK about ten years ago. Yeah. Um. I funny enough, I was actually born in Manchester. Oh, okay. So, so I was born in Manchester, but I was only three months old when my dad was like, okay, let's hop on to Singapore. Let's move and just, you know, yeah. resettle there. So, so I grew up in Singapore. I spent 17 years in Singapore. And then when yeah. I was 17, I moved from Singapore to Abu Dhabi for a few months. And then yeah. from Abu Dhabi, I moved to, um, to back to Manchester where I did, where I did my studies. And I was, I was based there for about two years. Yeah. And I've kind of, since then I've kind of hopped around uk and back to singapore and then back to here so it's always been moving moving all the time like i think every year i kind of somehow move yeah part of the uk for some reason like i've been in birmingham for about maybe six months now yeah so i'm just jumping all the time but i want to make birmingham my base because my family's here okay Um, and 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 i'm here i'm here to stay and i do really like the west midlands i think it's great i think there's so many talented artists here the music seems awesome And I think it's just underrated. Like, people don't understand how much talent Birmingham has, I think. Yeah, I think when it comes to it, they always think of places like where you're born, like Manchester, Liverpool, they're they're the big ones. London, it's like the big three when they think of music. But, like, I think Birmingham's got a lot to Mm. offer in the way of talent. And, like, with artists like yourself settling here as well, it, it just widens the pool even more and just creates even more, even more of a great and varied music scene as well. Absolutely, I, I totally agree. I totally yeah. agree. No, it's great. And when, because obviously, with you growing up in Singapore for like seventeen years, did any of the sort of music in Singapore have any impact in your musical tastes at all, or the way that you shape your music or write your music or anything like that? Hundred percent. I think. Yeah. 
I grew up listening to a lot of Chinese music. Yeah. Oriental Chinese music, and every year in Singapore we have um, Chinese New Year, and it's it's very much celebrated by everyone. Like yeah. Singapore is a multiracial country, and they celebrate every holiday. So it's it's um, Chinese New Year. Then we celebrate Deepavali. Um, yeah. We celebrate Christmas. We celebrate Hari Raya, which is Eid here in the UK. So it, yeah. it's it's very. I never had this idea in my mind that. Um, each race was different like I've yeah. always looked from a, as a kid I've always looked at everyone as equal I've never had like oh she's from this country he's from that country it, yeah. it never struck me as a kid and I never it never like the whole racial identity thing was never I I myself I don't entirely identify with a certain race because of how I was brought up and how I moved around yeah I feel I am a combination of a few different races and in Singapore because there's Chinese, Malays, Indians. I feel like I'm a bit of everything because of how I grew up. Yeah. The, the the cultures I was exposed to. So I incorporate a lot of that into my music. I have a lot of songs coming out next year where I do incorporate a bit of Oriental um, melodies yeah. and and um, and Arabic tunes because my parents are Algerian, North yeah. African. So there's that influence as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still discovering my, my, my art and I'm still discovering my music, but I'm really excited to be experimenting with, with all these like Eastern melodies and mixed with Western yeah. melodies because I feel like that is something that is truly like, um, something that I'm really excited to kind of yeah get get started on because I think it's it's quite unique and I don't I've never I've never heard it before but so I'm working <laughs> on some stuff with my producers and I'm just excited to kind of put it out there into the world and see yeah just kind of just kind of drop it in and watch it ripple outwards kind of thing yeah absolutely <laughs> oh no it's exciting because it sounds like you have got quite a wealth of um, cultural influences as well as musical influences to kind of pull on and reshape your sound and really find I'm guessing something's going to be quite unique yeah hopefully I, I yeah. think it's something that I want to bring out into the world because I I feel that you know a lot of people identify with a race like for example like you have Asian music you have yeah. um, black origin music but I feel like there's there's not much how do you say like music for people who who struggle to kind of fit in a racial group yeah so i kind of want to speak out um well let my music speak out to these people because like you know with with um immigration there's people like now our world is so cosmopolitan you have people of yeah. all races all religions living together living in the same area so and i think because our world's getting so much more diverse you have people from like all walks of life just kind of mingling together and yeah sometimes I feel a bit out of place because I feel like I don't belong in a box when it comes to the music industry. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm, like, I'm not this, I'm not that. Um, my music's not really this. It's not really that. So I just kind of want to create my own, my own little like concept that's truly uniquely to my life experience. Yeah. Um, but also I really love K-pop. I grew up listening to K-pop a lot. Yeah. Um, in Singapore, K-pop is huge. Like it was huge 10, 10, 15 years ago when I was growing up. Huge K-pop. Yeah. And I think it kind of only just touched the West recently. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, it's it's um, getting quite um, especially with like Korean TV shows and movies as well are coming over here a bit more. And, yeah, like when like I was everyone's... growing up in Singapore, it was already huge and everyone was like obsessed with K-pop and Korean shows. So like I yeah. was already into that wave. So um, my music is kind of like 
as well quite energetic in that in that sense kind of like k-pop music and i dance yeah. in my music videos kind of similar to that to that so i'm kind of leaning towards that k-pop kind of kind of vibe I, I did think that like when i saw like the video for um high on you and all that sort of stuff it did have quite a sort of k-pop j-pop kind of feel yeah kind of thing and um i was going to sort of ask if you were sort of influenced by influenced influenced by that kind of um genre of music because it, it i think it is such a bubbly high energy genre to sort of be into and things yeah 100 percent um i think it's basically well when i was a teenager i used to listen to k-pop all the time and dance in my bedroom and pretend i was a k-pop star yeah. so i'm like i'm like now i'm like living my k-pop dream i guess yeah, <laughs> yeah. you'll have to start calling it l-pop <laughs> <laughs> that's a new genre there you go yeah, yeah. i love i actually love that you know i'm, not yeah. kidding. I'm actually not kidding <laughs> just write that down <laughs> yeah i'm gonna write that down we'll forget yeah. it <laughs> no it's, it's great because i'm a huge fan of um j-pop and j-rock um oh, wow. i've got quite a uh, a big catalog of that in, on my own sort of like when i'm not listening to sort of like uk unsigned bands that's sort of my go-to sort of relaxing music is to listen to that kind of stuff and I, I, I can't speak it or anything but I still really enjoy it and I think there's something about that music that sort of you sort of capture to a point of that you don't need to understand it to appreciate it 100% kind of thing. yeah and, and that's I think the thing with these kind of kind of songs like you, you don't actually need to understand the language to appreciate the beat, yeah. the melody the the energy that songs bring yeah, because I think that's when you were talking about trying to reach sort of the people in the middle, the people that don't quite fit the box and all that kind of stuff. I think that that's the kind of music that reaches people because there isn't any particular thing that you need to understand. You just need to listen and sort of appreciate and you get the feeling, you get the emotion, you get the everything that goes with it, whether you understand the lyric or not. And I think that, that if you can achieve that, that is something that is very impressive. <laughs> absolutely i just i know what one day i just hope to get um to to work with a with a k-pop producer it's just like yeah. my dream. it's just uh, like very incredible the way they produce their beats and their melodies yeah just amazing no is it can you like speak any korean or chinese or anything i actually i'm actually fluent in chinese oh uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i speak well I, I know one sentence in korean is yeah. that's it <laughs> You just put that on a loop with a beat and then you got yourself a yeah. k-pop song <laughs> yeah oh gosh yeah so yeah i do speak chinese i speak french yeah. um yeah i don't speak much arabic but 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 yeah those are the two languages i speak but i can un kind of vaguely understand malay like if someone is speaking to me in malay i can kind of understand what they're talking about because like, yeah. i grew up in singapore and um, in in Tamil, I can kind of a little bit understand as well. People yeah. Talking, like I have that, I can kind of catch the words. Can't really speak it. Yeah, it's kind of like growing up around it. You kind of yeah. absorb various things and the context helps you put it into sort of like yeah, an understanding kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, it's great. And obviously you've dropped two singles, um, Losing You and I'm So High On You. And it's what were the sort of personal inspirations for both of those songs? Because they sounded like quite... Because you said, obviously, this was a kind of a reflective period during the lockdown and all that, because you had sort of like, well, we all had nothing else to do. So it's kind of like <laughs> reflecting on it and all that sort of stuff. So were they quite personal sort of songs that you just needed to get out of your system? Yeah, I yeah. think um, I think High On You was basically an, an ode to my 
very terrible love life and <laughs> it's been like I think I think when when I was in my early 20s I was always um quite I think I was insecure you know when I was when I was a bit younger yeah and I used to date people who who kind of wouldn't really treat me nicely and mm. I would um end up in these toxic situations where it's like crazy highs and then crazy lows and then yeah. you feel like it's a drug you know you can't get enough of this person but you know they're bad for you but you keep going back yeah so that's what high on you is it's like i'm so high on you you're the drug that i do so yeah. that's kind of what the song was about i was quite inspired by the uh the song how deep is your love and that caused quite a big influence um, on my track yeah and because the producer who who created that track for me his name's lj he he's actually managed by the disciples who partnered with Calvin Harris on that track. Oh, okay. So, so, and I sang for that song, the microphone that I used to sing was the same microphone that the, the singer used for How Deep Is Your Love. Ah, so it's all just triple layers of that sort of yeah, really influencing so you. Yeah. <laughs> it was really exciting. Yeah. Um, and then, um, so I wanted that to be energetic and I wanted that to be pumped up, but I wanted it to be feminine as well. Yeah. I wanted it to be flowy and, and smooth with, but still energetic. Um, for losing you it's it's basically the song is something that i actually was very personal to me and like you said the song i needed to get out of my system yeah because what happened was this was like my first ever major heartbreak like the first guy was ever with in my life mm. and it was um someone who was not good for me someone who would play mind games with me to get what he wanted yeah. and i would constantly just stick around and stay in that because like i was insecure and i didn't think much of myself at that time yeah and and i had to let him go in order to get back to my true self because he used to make comments because i was always a very colorful person yeah and he would make comments on my dressing and be like no you shouldn't wear this like it's uh, not cool one of those <laughs> Yeah, and he said, like, you, he was like, you need to show more skin, like, on your Instagram, like, then you get more followers. And he used to say things like that to me. And I was like, is that true? Like, I don't know, like, is he correct? And um, so, but when I said um, in the song, losing you, I'm feeling so free, losing you, I got back to me. And then at the end, I say, I, I said, um, uh, I got, I, I got to get back home. So when I let him go, yeah, like, I finally felt okay within myself and i felt like i went back home like i felt yeah i went back to me yeah it was it was, it was like that you'd cut out that dark portion and you, you felt like the weight lift and you're like you know what this is okay yeah absolutely yeah. and sometimes yeah. sometimes like well i used to think oh all these guys are bad all these men are bad but the thing is i had to think and reflect on myself and that's what I do on the, when, when I write songs. I reflect um, about what happened and what and why that happened and why I was stuck in these toxic dynamics with these with these guys. And I had yeah. to realize that I was having low standards for myself. Yeah. And and I need to and I needed to raise these standards. So actually, next year I'm releasing a few songs that are about how I've raised my standards and how I'm not taking minimal. Uh, like low level treatment anymore and i'm setting these bars now so that's coming yeah next. So it's a bit of like a metamorphosis of me going uh, from these lows to yeah. like yeah no it's, it sounds it sounds really nice because i'm i'm guessing like some of these like relationships sort of happened in that six year period where your confidence yeah. is quite low and yeah. it seems like these two songs have really kind of helped you 
almost draw a line under that time of your life and now you're perfectly happy to just move on and completely put everything else into the past and just start fresh and brand new absolutely yeah, yeah absolutely oh no it, it sounds incredible to for and it's it's i'm so glad i discovered your music and i've got oh, to chat with you. you it's it's been brilliant and um obviously i look forward to what you can achieve in 2022 thank you so much i'm i'm so excited um for 2022 and i think yeah. it's gonna be a great year i can't wait to release more songs and more music videos coming out as well yeah. So yeah, exciting times. Yes, and we'll see the launch of L Pop definitely. <laughs> L Pop, love it, yeah. <laughs> no, Latifah, brilliant. It's been amazing chatting with you and I, I look forward to um as well while you're sticking around in Birmingham trying to catch one of your performances or even bring you onto one of the shows one of the days. Yeah, you know, I would absolutely love to come to one of the shows. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah, let me know whenever. I'm I'm free anytime. Yeah. Any day. No, brilliant. And obviously, if people want to kind of follow you on TikTok, Instagram, all that kind of stuff, what's the sort of handles that they need to look for? Yeah. So for Instagram, it's Latifa Music, L-A-T-I-F-A Music. Yeah. And for TikTok, it's L-A-T-I-F-A dot music. Yeah. And um, for Twitter, it's L-A-T-I-F-A Music. Brilliant. Great. Well, thank you so much for talking. And um I wish you all the best next year and also Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. <laughs> yes, you too. Thank you so much. So there you have it. That was my conversation with the brilliant Latifah. She was so fun to talk to. And it was just amazing to learn all about her life, her travels, sort of what influences her. And I think it's the first time I've ever told anyone but someone in my family that I'm into J-Rock and J-Pop. So yeah, I'm really excited to see what comes from her in 2022. Um, because if it's anything like the two singles she dropped last year, it's going to be brilliant. And I cannot wait to see what she can do if she can get her hands on a K-pop producer as well. So yeah, if you did enjoy this show, then please do not hesitate to subscribe, leave a review, do whatever you want to do. And as always, go and check out any interviews you've missed. Um, I've got conversations with the likes of Scottish-based singer-songwriter Jack Hinks. Bristonian Michaela Fidesco, another Birmingham artist, Charlotte Champion, and then back to Scotland for Conscious Root. So yes, once again, thank you for listening. If you did like Latifah and want to kind of find out more about her music and anything like that, don't hesitate to go and give her a follow across any of her social medias. Go and hit her up on TikTok and check out the amazing content she puts out there. And also, if you want to keep up to date with everything Barstool, again, you can follow me on Instagram at Barstool underscore music. Same for Twitter and TikTok, even though I've only got one post on there. <laughs> or you can follow us on Facebook at Barstool Music UK. Um, plus, you can get in touch, Barstool Music UK at gmail.com. Um, if you'd like to be a guest on this show maybe if you're an unsigned or independent artist and want to kind of get your thoughts out there and just have a chilled out conversation basically and also you can email me and just let me know what you think about these interviews and whether or not there's any questions i'm not asking that you might want asking yourself so anyway till next week when i'll be joined by the brilliant bryony williams uh, one of my favorite independent artists out there at the minute i've interviewed her loads of times so it's great fun catching up with her after the sort of big year that she had last year so do again subscribe review whatever you need to do to make sure you don't miss next week's episode and until next week i've been luke knowles this has been the safe space podcast so keep safe and we'll see you again soon <laughs>